What's up, what's up, hustlers? You know what it is. It's your boy, JT. And I want to tell you guys about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Here's how it works. Unless you record and edit podcast right from your phone. That's literally what I'm doing right now. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms with a single tap. It's also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. That's major. Anchor allows creators to earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Best of all, it's totally free. Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's go! Hello and welcome to the Income Autopilot Podcast. I'm your host, JT, and this is the show that teaches you to stop working for money and enjoy life while your money works for you. I'm here back again with a special guest, my good friend, Corey, and we're going to talk about a variety of things in this show, but I want to kick it off by letting you guys know the passive income play of the day. This is something that if you guys enjoy it, let us know, and we can start including this in every episode. So the passive income play of the day is that you should create a ebook slash audio book all right this is a way that you can create passive income in perpetuity for people with a south carolina education like myself that means that you can create an asset that will work for you for forever all right last year alone i made over sixty thousand dollars in six months just off of a ebook audio book combination here is the key Write a book that people want you to write instead of a book that you want to write. For example, I might say, hey, personally, I think that I have a great life or maybe my grandma or my grandfather, they have a great life and I can write that book and put it out. That does not mean that anybody will buy it. But if I write a book based off of what people already want to know, based off of my research, it will be easier to sell that book because that book solves a problem. Now, I write business books, and that's in the nonfiction genre. But if you have a creative imagination and want to write a fiction book, you 100% can, but the same rules apply. Write a book based off of what people's interests are and not what you would want them to sell them, all right? So your passive income play of the day is create an ebook or an audio book. What if you're a truck driver listening to this and you say, hey, JT, I don't have the time to write a book or I don't know what to write a book about, right? One, if you don't know what to write a book about, ask yourself, what do you know now that you didn't know five or 10 years ago, all right? By the grace of God, today I'm 32. 10 years ago, I was 22. At 22, I had just got out of the United States Marine Corps and I knew I wanted to make a lot of money. I had no idea where to start. So for example, and this book doesn't even exist yet, but this will be a great book that anybody can write is how to make the most money after you graduate college, all right? And of course, that's a generic title. You can get sexy with it and how to make a million dollars 12 months after graduating college. And uh, the more you brainstorm on it, what I challenge you to do is take a standard sheet of paper and write down your first thought as a title on the top page, right, top line of the page, and then go down and ask yourself, how can I get more specific, more exciting, and write it until you can't write any more variations of that title, and your goal is, I want a title that's so irresistible that somebody will want to know. Maybe there's some mystery in it, maybe it's some creativity in it, and that's an exercise that will help you create better titles, right? So at the top line, it might say, how to make the most money after graduating college. By the time you get to the bottom, there's no telling how great that title will be, Maybe you will incorporate some mystery. Maybe you will incorporate a high dollar amount. Maybe you will incorporate time. So how to make, and again, 
this is us straight off the fly, so you don't have to use this title. I'm sure if you actually do this exercise, you'll get a better title. But let's say you could come up with a title that's how to make $100,000 six months after graduating college with a political science degree. All right. So that is something that's super specific. But guess what? Not everybody has to be your customer. But anybody that's interested in political science as a major um, or anybody that's about to graduate with a political science major or minor is your customer. That's a small market you can market to. And trust me, you don't have to sell a lot of books to make a lot of money, all right? So um, you don't even have to be a best-selling author. So the amount of books that I sold um, are, are not what would win any big-time book award, but I sold enough awards in order to make that money, all right? So um, you can use Amazon KDP, and I recommend that if you are new, you start off with Amazon KDP. It is a free service. Amazon KDP is going to give you a template. So... You can copy and paste your book inside that template, or you can write your book inside that template. It is absolutely free. Go to Google, type in Amazon KDP template, pick the book size that you want to have, and you can write it, type it, or copy and paste it there. All right, let me give you guys some nuggets on how to write this book, all right? So one, you can download the Otter app. That's O-T-T-E-R. And what Otter does, it was made for meetings, but us that are entrepreneurs will always find a way to make a dollar out of 15 cents. So it was designed for when you go into big boardroom meetings, you could just put your device down and you can record all of the information. It'll transcribe audio in the text. That way you don't have to worry about taking notes. You could just engage in the meeting and have a very productive meeting. Well, what you can do is as you're going down the highway or as you're riding your, your Peloton or just going for a walk with your dogs, you can hold up your phone and Otter has a free version and a paid version. Start off with the free version. The paid version is just going to give you more words every month. So depending on how long you want the book to be, uh, you could decide when and when is a good time for you to upgrade. But um, start with the Otter app and you can speak your book and just whatever's on your mind. Start off chapter one, blah, 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 blah. And then talk about what you want in chapter one, chapter two how to do this, and then talk about that, right? Let's say that you have a complete brain freeze, all right? Artificial intelligence can write your book for you. Uh, there is some software that is out now that's all the rage called ChatGPT. It is made by a, a company called OpenAI. Microsoft is in the process of trying to acquire it. So in the future, it will cost a fee. But if you are listening now, it is free. ChatGPT. They're saying that ChatGPT can write your ebook slash audiobook. Uh, you can go to Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com, and you can take what ChatGPT gives you. So, for example, you go make a free account with OpenAI. You go to ChatGPT and you say, "Will you write me an ebook about the quickest way to make a hundred thousand dollars after graduating college?" with a political science degree, all right? And this is, of course, uh, you can experiment with variations of this until you get the results that you want, all right? It'll give you an ebook, and then you can copy and paste that ebook into that KDP template. You can send it to Fiverr. You want a proofreader and editor. That way, they'll fine-tune it and make it look nice and pretty like an like a ebook or an audiobook or even a paperback version as well, too, because through the KDP program, the book doesn't physically exist until somebody buys it. What that means is you can have your book cover designed from Fiverr as well, and this is the play that I use, right? And uh, you can have them design your book cover. You can have OpenAI 
write the book or you can use Otter to speak the book and write it with your words uh, passively as well. Send it back to Fiverr for a proofreader and editor um, to fine tune it. I also use Fiverr to have somebody read my book out loud and professionally edit my audio book, right? So we're about seven and a half minutes in today's episode and I already told you how to make $10,000 a month. So the passive income play of the day is create an ebook or audio book. You already know how to write a book and you should write a book based off of what people want and not what you want to be in it. If you don't have the time to sit down and type out your book, you can use uh, OpenAI's resource, which is ChatGPT, or you could download the Otter app and use the free or paid version. You can leverage Fiverr to get your book cover done. Um, you can use Fiverr to get the audio book created out of the text. You can use it to find a editor and proofreader, and boom, before you know it, you got your first ebook out there, right? If you enjoy that and you want to talk more about marketing, uh, subscribe to this podcast, and we will talk about marketing in future episodes, right? Because now I want you to take it step by step, right? I don't want to give you so much information that you get information overload and you don't know where to start. So step one, for those of you that listen to this episode, go create that ebook slash audio book. And if you want it to be in a paperback or hardback version, you can do that as well. Amazon will do all the heavy lifting for you through their KDP program is, is how you could do your ebook, paperback and hardback. Amazon ACX, which is also free, is how you can deliver your audio book. Start with that today. More plays about how to make more money in future episodes. So now let's get into today's episode. How you feeling today, Corey? Doing great, man. How about yourself? I I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So um, Corey has not heard this audio clip before, but to set the tone, I'm going to get his thoughts on it. So this is a clip um, by Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone is a multi-billionaire real estate investor, content creator, author. The list goes on and on. And um, he made this statement recently. I'm going to play it for Corey, see what Corey thinks about it. If I made 400 grand a year, I would be embarrassed with myself as a husband, a father, basically as a human being. You guys haven't done the math because you cannot live on 400 grand a year. And if you think you can live on 400 grand a year, I might have to go back and add number one. Nothing. Anybody can make 400 grand a year. All you got to do is show up. I don't know if I'm right or wrong. You guys don't need to agree with me. I've already been paid my fee. I am not here to satisfy you. I don't care if you like me or not, man. I want to move a handful of people in the room to go from 400 grand a year to start thinking about how do I make 4 million? Big boy right over here. What'd you make last year? 2.7. How does anybody live on 2.7 million dollars a year? My plane eats 2.7 million dollars a year. This dude needs to think different. He's running out of time, man. You guys all in the room, man. You're running out of time. You're in a space that is so frothy with opportunity. It's unbelievable. If all right. 400 What's your thoughts on that clip, Corey? <laughs> 400 grand a year. Yep. Uh, I'm comfortable with 400 grand a year, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about, but I mean, I understand he probably got different, totally different expenses than, you know, like you say, his, his plane. I'm sure he's talking about a jet. Well, I know he's talking about a jet. Yep. Way more than jet fuel, so you know. Yep. That's um. Of course, it's gonna be a decimal point. So it's thirty three thousand three hundred and thirty three dollars point three 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 three. Right. Um. So thirty five grand is you know just him rounding up roughly, but um. I understand the premise mm -hmm. of the idea and uh, what 
some people may not know is that there are currently, uh, and no matter when you're listening to this, at any given point in time, there is over $2 trillion in circulation in the United States, no matter what day, what time you're listening to this. Now, that is how much currency has been made, put into circulation, and they also do a deduction of how much currency is now unusable. Coins, paper bills that are deteriorated to the point where they're no longer usable. So that is active money in circulation at any given point in time in the United States is $2 trillion. Now, um, keep in mind that that also includes what's in grandma mattress, what's in your safe that don't nobody know about, what you hide in the walls. Um, but if we look at how much money is in um, circulation on a regular basis, and I was just looking this up, I think that number is closer to $300 billion, right? So there is a lot of money out there in circulation. Um but I do think that a lot of people took offense from this clip because they took it too personal. I don't think that he meant it on because first he said four hundred grand. Then he asked somebody from the crowd. They said they made two point seven million, and and he kept that same energy. So I think what it is is that is having that hunger. Um, and we got a friend that I think is the total opposite. He's gonna come from the mentality of uh, contentment and and that. So um. How do you feel about having no limits to your ambition financially, Corey? Yeah, that's the whole reason uh, of being an entrepreneur because the glass ceiling, you know, that, that just wasn't cool for me, the glass ceiling. You know, you can only work so many hours at a job and you can only make so much, you know, during that period, mm -hmm. regardless of what you do. You know, once you're in an entrepreneurial uh, role, you more so, like in my case, I can kind of come up with prices off the fly based on what I need to do, you know, as long as it's within a certain range. So I like the idea of that so much better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, for, for the, the spiritual people out there, uh, I do want you guys to understand that, that when we're talking about, uh, or when they come from the angle of contentment and try to condemn people, like one, I think that is super malicious anytime anybody tries to take the word of God and weaponize it to make you feel content, to make you, to dim your light, because that man or woman either is not willing to do the work um, or not willing to make the sacrifices, or maybe they haven't gotten to that level yet, so they're trying to humble you, right? There's nothing wrong with being humble, but this is what I always say, is that Let's say, for example, Corey is worth $400 million. He's not quite there yet. I'm going to speak it to existence for him, as the, as the people say, right? Um, let's say that Corey is worth $400 million. And I say, hey, Corey, enough is enough now. You need to stop investing. You need to stop buying real estate. You need to stop doing business. You got $400 million, man. That's enough money for you and your family for forever, man. You should quit. Um, what I don't know is what God's purpose was for Corey. Maybe with $400 million, Corey could bless, let's say, 25 million different families um, in a real way, in a lasting way, right? And I don't know if that math or math or not, but we're just making up numbers, right? But the, the point is this. What if Corey was called to bless a billion people worldwide, right? I'm looking at Corey having a big house, nice cars, traveling, you know, living the life. And I feel like, okay, this is enough or this is more than enough 
for you, uh, uh, your your parents, your sister, your your nephew, um, and and a couple of you know your immediate family members and friends. But what I don't know is what God's purpose was for you, because the the purpose of a Jeff Bezos, a Elon Musk, a Warren Buffett, a Bill Gates may be different from a, a JT, from a Corey, from a from a you, the listener that's listening to this podcast episode. So um, I do understand that. Um, now, if somebody is saying that they're selfishly trying to acquire more and more and more for their own benefit, then I would agree that that man or woman does have to get comfortable with a certain level of uh, contentment. But if it's a man or woman that uses that money to give back, whether it's through whatever philanthropy they want to do. It doesn't always have to be feeding the homeless, uh, giving away money to people, buying people houses and cars and paying people's medical bills. What if that person um, gives them nutritional relief, spiritual uh, relief, right? Um, I know some people are going to disagree with this. I have no problem with a minister or preacher or whatever you call them that makes a lot of money that's positively impacting the community with his church, right? So um, now I might not agree with everything that he or he does, right? Um, but you're not going to agree with everything that anybody does, whether they're in ministry, finance, fitness, nutrition, or whatever, right? So um, they, they always throw out the T.D. Jakes of the world, right? So if T.D. Jakes is positively helping people, which I'm not saying that he is or he isn't, but let's let's say that he is, right? Just for the sake of the argument, um, it doesn't have to be uh, what, what, what you personally believe, right? But if he was um, helping people in a positive way, in whatever way that God called him to do it, right? Or let's take it away from spirituality because I know that's a sticky uh, situation, right? So um, let's say that The Rock, right? Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, he's worth over a hundred million dollars, close to a billion dollars, depending on uh, when you're listening to this episode and what investments he's made. All right, I don't care that he's worth that amount of money, right? I don't care what he does with his money now. You know what I mean? So uh, I think that impact is is super important, and I think that if you are ambitious because you believe that it is part of your God-given purpose, because I believe God worked through people for you to bless more people in whatever way. Right. Some people, you're going to bless them through the ability to create entertainment that's going to give them escapism, that's going to help that man or woman have less stress. And now because you allowed them to have that moment of comfort, now they're able to go back and have the patience that they need to have with their kids. Because without that, they're going to be beating the mess out of the kids because they're so stressed out about work and finances. And, man, the kid dropped the plate of food on the new carpet or on the old carpet. And now you're about to kill the kid over that, right? And I come from a low-income environment and know people that have experienced things that, you know, even as adults now, they look back and say, man, uh, my mama, my daddy, my grandma, somebody told me up over something that I feel like is so petty now, and I'll never do my kids like that. And we got to learn to forgive people, that's first and foremost. Um, but I do think that coming from an ab abundance mindset and having no limits on the blessings that you're willing to receive, um, you know what I mean, is a good thing, right? So uh, go ahead. You can interject, Corey. Oh, yeah. You definitely have to have that mindset because, um, you know, you think poor, you're going to be poor. Think rich. You got the possibility of being rich, you know. Absolutely. Greater possibility. All right. So I'm doing some quick math here. 
So um, there's roughly 330 million people in the United States. And I looked up this stat just to make sure I was right, right? I probably should have did this beforehand, but I tell you guys all the time, you don't have to be perfect to be profitable. Um, so every day there is $300 billion exchanging hands in the market. This is not just talking about the stock market, but it does include the stock market. This also includes when you go buy a soda from the gas station, gas from the gas station, a burger from McDonald's, some new sheets from wherever you buy your linen from. So if we were to add all of that up on a daily basis, roughly $300 billion a day changes hands. So we said $2 trillion at any given point in time is out there, but that's counting uh, money that's just sitting in your 401k plan, money that's in your safe, money that, you know, is earmarked to pay you next Friday, right? So if we add all of that up, that's $2 trillion. But the amount of money that exchanges hands is $300 billion a day, right? How, how much of that money you need per day, Corey, to be all right? All right, so th 300 times seven, I got a South Carolina education. What, what is that? Realistically, how much I need? <laughs> yeah, for you to be comfortable, you and your family. Uh -huh. Out of the $300 billion, of course, not everybody can, well, obviously, one person can't get all of this because this is every state all over the United States. Right. So, but because of the internet, if you want to get on the digital side, it will give you more access to more money, but you still, nobody can have all of it, Right. Um, and, and that's okay, right? It's enough for everybody. Um, how much of that you need, Corey? I would like to have a thousand dollars a day. Mm -hmm. but I mean, I'd love to have more than that, but I mean, a thousand, I'll be comfortable, you know, for a while. You, I get used to making a thousand dollars a day. Then it's like, okay, that's so normal. You know, I've done things like that before I made a certain amount. And it's like, that's so normal now that you don't even think anything about it, you know. But uh, I would like to have at least a thousand dollars a day. Yeah. If possible, you know. There is. Like, I'm showing Corey my phone, the math on it. So $300 billion a day is what exchanges hands in all markets in the United States. If I divide that by the amount of people in the United States, there is currently exactly enough money in circulation right now. If we do $300 billion divided by $300 million, all right, um, 1000 that's $1,000 a day. So there is enough money in circulation for everybody to make a thousand dollars a day, right? And even if I okay, let me let me say three thirty, all right? Because I think the exact number was three thirty. I said three hundred just to round down. So now we're still over nine hundred dollars a day, all right? And that's if everybody and per day now. This is not every two weeks, every month. This is if everybody in the United States from a newborn baby, which we know they not going to get some money, uh, and, and an elderly person that is no longer in their right mind or uh, also accounting for the people that's in prison, right. right? So it's way more money for the people that's... That's free. Right, right. Yeah. So you don't even have to be the smartest person or one of the smartest people. If we deduct the children that it is illegal for them to work... Right. The old people that are incapable of working, maybe they're in nursing homes, maybe they have dementia, they just are unable to work, right? The men and women that are incarcerated, so they don't have the opportunity to participate in the market to the same degree as any free person 
even if that free person is broke, right? We deduct people that have mental disabilities that are free, right. that, you know, is outside of their will, Physical right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then we deduct the lazy people. <laughs> so if we if we do the math, you could easily right. make nine hundred to a thousand dollars a day, right? Right, and, and this is just being real with you, right? Now, now the difference is the hustle is sold separately, and part of the hustle early on is investing in your financial literacy because it, it's easy to say that it's enough money out there. Um, but how do you get your fair share? I tell people all the time that the hardest that I ever had it was when I focused on trying to make money, right? What's the hardest you ever remember making money, Corey? Also, if y'all hear a dog barking in the background, I'm reporting live from my dining room table in my media house, and I'm going to tell you, you don't got to be perfect to be profitable. Uh, the most, you say the worst, the, the hardest time I've had? Yeah, the 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 hardest. Making money? Yeah. Ooh, man, that was what went... Actually, my last job, um, because the way they had it set up, it just almost wasn't possible to make money on certain routes. Pest control being the business, so to make nine hundred dollars, nine hundred to a thousand dollars, you you couldn't even make that in two weeks in most cases because the way they had it set up, the way they had it structured, man, you would go out and do the work, and if somebody didn't pay their bill. You didn't get paid. It was just, it was ridiculous. Let's just say it like this. I've never seen anything like that. I don't even know how they legally did that. I mean, you work hour after hour and you were doing the whole job. And I don't know what happened though, but I was like six months after getting into it and seeing how it was going because I got into the sales part. That's what I originally was going to do because I come from AT&T. I was in sales. So mm -hmm. going to that, I went to sales. But um, man, that was the worst time ever. I've never seen, I don't want to call the name of the company, but I've never seen anything like that. Where you have one person that's struggling this hard to make the money, and then they telling you run it like it's your own small business, and then you got somebody else on the other side of town, which they consider the good side of town. Although, granted, they were making seven, eight, twelve hundred dollars a day or more on a bad route, which is considered a bad route. But then you had put people on the other side of town that were making you know twenty two hundred dollars a day for the company, or whatever, and they ain't getting nowhere near a thousand dollars a day still. But at the same time, like they're taking basically all of it that I was making and this is the way they had it structured. I've never seen anything like that. But my thing was if this is a bad route, you know, and these guys are clearing this much on a bad route. So I was like, I can do this. If I'm having a bad day, I can, st I'll still be good. <laughs> you know, cause I think, you know, I think the least I probably made them in a day. And this is because that side of town would have so many, uh, where you had to go back out and uh, redo the treatment without getting paid. Mm -hmm. I had one day where I may have had nine or ten houses I had to do like that without getting paid, and you just got the hourly. And I want to say I still made them three hundred dollars that day. So, you know, a bad day would be three hundred dollars in my mind. This was like okay, if I had a bad day, it'll be three hundred dollars. You know, even starting out, it was gonna be slower. But at the same time, it was just like it just didn't make any sense for me to stay there. Uh, that was probably the worst. Yeah, I never, never worked that hard in my life and, and, <laughs> and see anything. Well, of course, I got my license and all that out of it, but I still, you know, we talk about this all the time. I still feel like they owe me. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. So, um, what, what's today's date, Corey? I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, really do some, do some it's quick. Be like the 13th, right? Because I think my birthday is Sunday. So, yep, 13th, yep. All right, so today is January 13th, 20, 
23, all right? And I'm going to share some numbers um, with Corey, all right? So um, this is, you know what I mean? We like two weeks into the month. That's one account, all right? Mm -hmm. So what what's that number right there you see? Your account? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those accounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 11800 $38. All right. Say, say it one more time. $11,838. All right. So so that's a little shy of $1,000 a day. That's one account, right? So we, I, I need to show at least thirteen grand in order to be at $1,000 a day. So let me see if I can find. So let's just say eleven eight, just for easy math. Right. Um, so, so, you know what I mean? The change will get eaten up by my daughter anyway, right? We go to McDonald's or something. So um, eleven eight. And, and again, this is not bragging or boasting. I, I'm telling you guys all the time, uh, I got a South Carolina education, right? No no better than you. All right, so boom, boom, boom. All right. Um, all right, plus that's the first. But, well, there's only one payment on that account, so just read that top number. We'll just say 3000 No, 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 no. Not, not that. Just what oh. came in at the first oh. of the month, so underneath that. Okay, uh. Seventeen five. Yep. And okay. Got All it. right. So so we saying one thousand seven hundred. So let's add it up. Let's say eleven eight eleven eleven thousand eight hundred and one account plus let's call it seventeen hundred and another account mm -hmm. that already put us at thirteen five. All right. All right. So so to verify, Corey ain't got no reason to lie. Like this is these are not the same accounts, Corey. Right. Oh, so no. so that so there's <laughs> these is and and we only looked at two accounts. Right. Right. All right, so there's there's other accounts we can look at as well, and and see more money that came in, and and again, not bragging or boasting. I want you to know more that much. one, there is money out there available, but um, saying that okay, that's another account that got a little bit of money in it. Um, so go, you can read yeah, some of them numbers. Me. Yeah, okay. uh, we got fourteen. We just gonna call it fourteen, and we got nine six. Yep. And we got eleven. Yep. So roughly eleven thousand dollars in that in that account. Yeah. So roughly eleven thousand more. All right. So so the the money is out there. We already understand that. All right. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Oh, turn it down. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh -huh. yeah. All right. yeah. There you go. Good. Yeah. All right. Uh -huh. So the the money is out there is is something that you can Google, but also knowing that, you know, you can actually make the money because, um, and, and good point that you made, Corey. Wanted to go back on that and touch on that as well. Corey was saying that at his last job, and this is a nationwide company. You know, we don't got to call their names, but you you may work for a nationwide company or a company that got a bunch of locations, even if it's not nationwide. And, and he said it was pretty tough to make nine hundred to a thousand dollars every two weeks, um, much less a day. Um, so we can also deduct. After we deduct the lazy people, the people that refuse to do anything entrepreneurial, mm. right? Yeah. So if we deduct those men and women, you get what I'm saying? So uh, we're saying that if everybody got a piece, it's a thousand nine hundred to a thousand dollars a day. Right. If we deduct all of those classes of people, right? And now we deduct the person that says entrepreneurship is not for me. Okay, bet. You know what? Because when I wake up every day, I say, okay, well, you know what? I'm not the smartest person in the world. I got a South Carolina education. Um, but if everybody got a fair piece every day, it'd be about $1,000, $900 to $1,000 a day. Well, I don't got to compete with the kids. I don't got to compete with the old people. I don't got to compete with the, the mentally ill and the disabled people that can't work. 
Um, I don't got to compete with the lazy people. Prisoners. I don't got to com- compete with the inmates. Right. I don't got to uh, uh, compete with the people that have already made up their mind. They're not going to believe it and not going to participate in the market. You know what? I also don't got to compete with the people that don't invest in their financial literacy because these common sense people are just going to be here today, gone tomorrow. All right. And I know that because I was one of those common sense people. What I mean by that is this. I thought that anybody that would sell a course, do a consultation, a conference, anything like that, if they really knew how to make that kind of money, um, then they wouldn't tell nobody. What I really was saying was that if I knew how to make that kind of money, I wouldn't tell nobody. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like if I knew how to make a thousand dollars a day, I wouldn't tell nobody. All right. 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 So. Yeah. A lot of people do think like that. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of people do think like that. Yeah, so so I really had to get that mindset right. out of it, right? What what I realize now is that for one, let's say I teach people everything I know about making money, right? There's certain people that's gonna do nothing. There's people that's gonna listen to this podcast episode and not do anything and say, Well, that's good for you, JT. And I heard that the math math and saying that we can make nine hundred to a thousand dollars a day, but you know what? That's a lie. I don't believe it. Uh, that's that's for white people. That's for you know what I mean. Like and and even though this is a, a podcast, just full transparency. Me and Corey are both African Americans. Right. Um, you know, I came from poverty. Corey came from a thousand acres. Nah, um, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you stop it, man. <laughs> but but really, want to let you guys know that um um it, it's not it's not about where you start. It's about where you finish. So none of us got to pick who our parents was. Um, because if I could pick, you know, my mama would be Oprah. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, so, so you my, know, if, if my we. My mama be my mama, but she'll have Oprah money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my mama be the real Oprah. <laughs> that's what I'm telling your mom when she gets Yeah, and my mama come here today. Like, so, and, and I, I mean, you know, we being funny, but but think about it, right? So, you probably um can go back and say, well, you know what, I would have been better if. If my parents would have had more money, if they would have had more financial literacy, if they were a different color, if they were accepted in this community, if I was born in a different area, and um, easy way out, yeah, easy way <laughs> out, right? Like everybody could say that, right? right. It, no, no matter how good or bad somebody is, um, they can say it, right? There's a millionaire that could say, well, if I was born to be a billionaire. All right. Um, I had a recent conversation with Guinness World Records and um, we were just, you know, talking business. It might be something it might not be. Um, but uh, what 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 it led to was hold on. Matter of fact, you know what? Since we talking money, let's 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 add this person to the call. One second, one second. Jerry, you can hear me. What's up, man? I got you on my podcast, man, so they can hear you on the Income Autopilot podcast, man. How you been? Man, I'm blessed, man. What's going on with it? Man, you got a you got a consultation at one o'clock, man. You gonna be able to do it? I'll be able to hit you after this podcast with the details. You got the text message? Okay, yeah, I got it. All right, I'm, I'm gonna hit you right back after this podcast, man. Say what's up to Corey. Corey can hear you. G Rod, what's up? <laughs> Big time, Corey. What's up, man? man? I don't know about all that. <laughs> I'm we, here, though. <laughs> we going to call you right back in a minute. All right, man. All right. All right. So, 
Um, that's a good friend of mine, Gerard. And the reason why I took that call on the podcast, and it was straight up impromptu, is um, I wanted you guys to hear me say that he has a consultation at 1 o'clock. How, how do I know that he has a consultation at 1 o'clock and I'm the one telling him, asking him, did he get the text message? It's because um, your network is your net worth. You hear that all the time. But let me give you a play, right? And, and this could could have been, you know, how we did in the beginning, right? The passive income play. Uh, this will probably be, uh, we'll go more in detail in it rather uh, in future episodes. Um, I set up a consultation business. I don't know everything. I got friends of mine that are entrepreneurs. I say, hey, you should do consultations. I'll tell them to play for free. They can go execute on it themselves. If they say, hey, I will want to do that, but I don't want to set it up, guess what I would do? I would set it up for them in my own system, right? And, and let's quantify it. How much does it cost me a month to set up this system? About 20 bucks, 20 bucks a month for the software, all right? And then as I come across people that want to know something, I say, hey, hey, I got a good friend of mine that will will do give you a consultation. They already making six figures. Um, he charges $150, but you could talk to somebody that knows exactly what it takes to make $10,000 or more a month. Now, some people will say, absolutely not. I'm not going to spend $150 to talk to anybody, all right, unless, you know, they came back from dead or something. But guess what? That's not our customers, right? Um, I want to deal with people that say, hey, listen, if $150 will tell me exactly what I need to know to make $10,000 a month over and over and over again, right? So it's not like you spend $150 every day or every month or every year. If one $150 payment will give you the sauce to make $10,000 a month and all you got to do is execute on the sauce, right? I only want to deal with people that understand that. If you don't understand that, then Hey, I'm not your person. My consultation company is not for you, right? So I'll say $150, right? That'll get you on the line. Um, Gerard wants $100. There's a small processing fee, just like uh, PayPal, Stripe, everybody else charges. Once it's all said and done, I'll probably make like $44 to $47, right? Um, so I make $44 to $47 Passive. um, passively. And that is, uh, he does hourly consultations, all right? And then you can follow up, you know, depending on the conversation after that, all right? Um, and I can make 44 to $47 an hour literally as I'm on here on this podcast because I don't have to talk to the people, right? I got $20, which that's for the month. That's not per, per conversation. So however many consultations we do per month is up to me. I'm only paying $20 a month, Right. And I only pay that small processing fee as somebody pays it. So uh, really, one consultation a month pays for the software times two, all right? And, and all I have to do is set it up. And I just, as a courtesy, you know, the software automatically notifies me and him as he confirmed it, all right? And um, I just like to reach out to him to make sure that, that you know, he got it because, uh, you know, people are busy and they may not check the email, check the text messages um, in a timely manner, right? But um, that goes to show you. All right, because um, if you are listening to this episode and thinking about making a thousand dollars a day or nine hundred dollars a day as okay, I work and make ten dollars an hour. How many hours do I have to work 
in order to make that. Or if I am a truck driver and I get paid by the load, how much do I get per mile or per load? And how many loads is that? And how much time does that take? And how can I do that? You might can do it one day, but how can I do that every day consistently, including weekends? It's impossible. I'm going to get tired. I'm going to have to stop. I'm going to have to do this, do that. It's not always available. That's because you're limited by your own efforts, right? What if I could partner with other people and say, you know what? I'm not going to spend any of my time, but I'm going to make $40 an hour just by setting this up one time, paying $20 a month and letting it run, right? And I could do that with how many friends do I know that know something? Right. That's why my network is my net worth. Of course, uh, your network being your net worth could be that that man or woman has money. They'll lend you or give you or allow you to be privileged to information that gives you an opportunity. Right. But literally just my friends being entrepreneurs that can help people and in a consolidated fashion, because some people might say, how in the world can you teach somebody how to make ten thousand dollars a month in one hour? Right. Um, one of the biggest lies ever told is that it's not that easy, right? In my opinion, that's one of the biggest lies I was ever told was that it's not that easy. Now, we've been saying consistently that the hustle is sold separately, but I could tell everybody here how to make at least $100,000 a year on YouTube, right? Upload four to six videos a day, every day, including weekends, all right? Talk consistently about one subject matter, I don't care if it's business, if it's athletic uh, commentary, if it's uh, riding a bicycle, watching a football game, cooking food, right? Four to six videos a day, every single day, including weekends. Make the best thumbnails you can. Make the best titles you can. Go watch free YouTube videos to know what's a thumbnail and how to make a good one and what's a title and how to make a good one. Do that every day. For how long, JT? Until it works. <laughs> For me, it was three years. And that's the problem. Um, people don't put the work in. Yep. They want to just, you know, they see where you are now, and they want to just, okay, you told me how to do it. It's like, now what? What are we waiting on? Mm -hmm. like, it ain't overnight, you know? Yep. In, in my opinion, you, you cannot believe that God is going to bless you and not put the work in, right? Because he said faith without work is dead. Yeah. All right? He promised that, hey, if you do what he says, do he'll pour out a blessing you won't be able to handle. So if I believe that God is going to bless me, and I also believe that in the same book, I got to do the work. I can't just have the faith, right? So I got to do the work. I got to have the faith. He'll bless me. I would be working my butt off for how long? Until he blesses me. That's right. <laughs> if I believe that God is going to bless me, and I believe that in the same book that Faith without work is dead, so I got to have the faith, but I also got to do the work, and I know God will bless me because it's all in the same book, and I believe that, right? How can I stop? Right. Even when I fail, how can I say, okay, I'm going to quit now, right? If I truly believe in God, all right, because if I believe in God and this is what he said he'll do, I got to keep going, right? If I if I keep up my end of the bargain, he's going to keep up his, all right? There is no way... If you, if you look at it from a human perspective, right, there is no way without God that a, a kid that 
Um, it, it was me. It was my two brothers. It was my two sisters. Um, it was my mom and my grandma got Alzheimer's, as we call it. Um, you can pronounce it however you want to pronounce it, but I'm going to pronounce it Alzheimer's. Right? <laughs> Household, seven people, and she had to take care of the house, right? Mortgage payment, utility payments, food on the table. Um, as a single mother, never made more than $11 an hour is what she told me. Um, there is no way that that math should even make sense. How how do you divide eleven dollars an hour between uh uh what is that three five kids two adults how you divide eleven dollars an hour to feed seven people and pay your mortgage and pay your utility bills and we gonna want Christmas gifts and we gonna all want birthday gifts and all of us got different uh, birthdays so is and holidays coming up and you know if you got kids that go to school it's always a fundraiser it's always a book fair it's always a will you buy me the new jordans the new lebrons i want a jersey i want a polo shirt i want this i want that um it's a field trip coming up i need some money for the field trip how you do all of that with eleven dollars an hour and not only did she do it how does a kid that comes from that environment go on to buy a house cash not one house, not two houses, but three houses and county, all right, with the goal of, of buying at least 22, all right? How does somebody from that environment that, that was, was raised in the environment where, you know, if you say something and be like, well, I thought this, you know, they'll say, well, who paid you to think, right? Because <laughs> poverty will make you mad, all right? I, I am happier now that I make more money. Things that would have like really like burnt my biscuit as the old people would say right like little stuff like like you know what i mean that would have just made me completely mad right it's like we talk about it all the time yeah you just got to deal we're riding around we, when we on the phone we talk about that all the time like i don't even care you can't even get me upset about that yeah <laughs> man and, and it's and it could be stuff that's under your control or outside of your control right i got uh two vehicles nothing exotic right honda and a Toyota, right? And um, it's been times that I'll go take one car to get an oil change. Two days later, the other car light come on, need a, another oil change, right? Back when I was struggling to make money, I'd be like, ain't no way my luck this bad. <laughs> I just got an oil change on one car, now the other one needed, right? And then you look up and around the same time, now the insurance is due, full coverage. Another 300 and some odd dollars for the cars. Oh, man, ain't no way, all right? But... These are normal problems. If you drive a car, eventually it's going to need an oil change. If you have more than one car, you're going to need more than one oil change eventually. All right? So, but before I understood financial literacy, um, these normal everyday things, and don't let all of this stuff happen, two oil changes, car insurance, and a utility bill hit, and a cell phone bill, and then my daughter turn around and say she want a toy out the store, man, I'm going to lose my mind. Right? <laughs> if I didn't have a certain level of financial literacy and, and didn't have an abundance mindset and, and just continuously told myself, hey, listen, hey, um, money is a byproduct. All right, let's take a step back. I believe that that you don't need money, right? And, and let me explain that. I believe that anybody out there that is not happy with the amount of money that they make first needs to change their mindset from not needing money, right? You need value, all right? Because if you have value, True value, you can make as much money as you want, all right? Think about it this way, right? The biggest cow farmer in the world doesn't sweat over, I need a cheeseburger. Why? You got all the cows. <laughs> you got all the cheeseburgers. 
So if I'm a cow farmer with a million cows on my X amount of acres that house my million cows, I'm never worried about burgers. I got all the burgers, right? It's just a matter of, do I want to turn this cow into a burger or not? Right. Maybe this cow is more valuable to me as a dairy cow than as a cheeseburger, all right? So, um, and, and, and I know that's a funny example, but think about it that way, right? You know what I mean? If, if you have the value, all right, you making money just a value exchange. It doesn't take money to make money. It takes value to have value, right? If, if I am, we already went over a little bit of my numbers, right? I made roughly $1,000 a day, a little bit more than that, but for easy math, um, roughly $1,000 a day so far, and um, and, and we haven't even gotten to the real money, right? Real money start coming near the end of the month, all right? Um, but e even if we maintain what we maintain, at least $1,000 a day, all right? Um, if, some, if I'm dehydrated, dying of thirst, all right, and I, I'm five minutes away from death, and Corey says, I have a ice cold water that'll bring you back to life. Um, you know, it, it ain't even a gallon. It's a regular eight-ounce bottle. It's going to cost you about $500, JT. That'll be the fastest $500 I ever spent. <laughs> Why? Because I need the value. He has the value. I value my life more than I value the $500. And that's how you need to think when you're creating products or services. It doesn't always have to be life or death or to that extreme, right? Somebody values this podcast more than they value a song. Why? Because in the same time it takes you to listen to this podcast, you could be listening to a new rap song, gospel song, country song, whatever genre of music you like, right? So because somebody values this podcast over a social media post, a YouTube video, somebody else's podcast, a song, whatever the case may be, how does this make me money? Even if the listener doesn't pay any money. Well, advertisers are going to say, well, somebody values this podcast over doing whatever else they could do with their time. I would pay you money to run an ad Inside of that podcast episode. So if you heard an ad in here, that that's why, right? Even if I read the ad, right? That's why. All right? And with the internet, we now live in a world where you can make six figures a year without selling anything to anybody. Attention is the currency. That's right. If you can amass enough attention around your social media, your website, your movement, whatever it is that you're doing, advertisers will say, hey, Everybody is looking at you, not even everybody. A lot of people that we think would enjoy our product or service is looking at you. We would like to compensate you so that they will look at you and us. That's right. All right? That's all it is. It happens every single day. All right? So if if I am seeing somebody that has amassed a following in the nutrition space, all right? Millions of followers gets hundreds of thousands of views on most of their videos. If I come out with a, a healthy cookbook or some sort of supplement or any kind of workout clothes that I think will be beneficial for those men and women, guess what? I need to get in front of this audience, all right? And it's actually better to have an influencer that people like, know, and trust Pitch a product or service than for me to run an ad and you don't know that ad, uh, that advertiser, excuse me, you don't know that advertiser from a, a can of paint. All right. So I really want you guys to understand that 
You can make money. The money is out there, right? The money is out there. You can make the money. You just have to think about making money differently, right? What's the easiest money you ever made, Corey? Ooh. <laughs> Legal. Oh, no, no, I don't mind. You know me. Yeah, I know. I can't stay in the house all day, so you know I ain't about to do that. <laughs> oh, man. So my thing is, like, what I do now, I, it has happened so many times, I can't even tell you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I walk in the house and uh, do a treatment, 20, 30 minutes, 85, 125, 150. Um, uh, go set a cage sometime, 10, 15 minutes. I do more talking to the customer sometimes, so. I mean, three fifty like that, four fifty, five hundred. It just depends, man. It just yep. depends. It's, it's it's been happening a lot more since I've been doing what I'm doing. I say it like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, so it's a value exchange, you guys. There are people that value three hundred and fifty dollars less than they value uh, what Corey gives them. So, um, and maybe some of you all, right? If you go home today and your house is infested with bed bugs and you can't sleep, you can't rest. Your kids, your whoever lives in your house, can't rest. Because it's, it's fleas, bed bugs, roaches, spiders, and a man say, hey, this is what I'm going to charge to get all of this taken care of for you, yeah. right? Now the decision is, would you rather say I'm going to keep all my money and live with the bed bugs, fleas, spiders, rats, roaches, <laughs> or do I want to get this solved? Right. So and not every business um, has to be your business because every industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. Troy Rogers. All right, so you don't have to um, actually pick that. Right, you don't have to pick that uh, same industry as me. I love content. I love media. I think media controls how people think. Right. All right, Corey loves pest control and media and other things too. Right, but for me, I wouldn't know where to start. All right, Corey had to educate me on some things as I invest in real estate. On you know, okay, uh, this is what termite damage looks like. This is how you could treat it. Right, giving me tips and, and stuff so I don't get taken advantage of. Right. But that's his value that I didn't have, and that's valuable, all right? Um, uh, uh, conversation that we had last night, right, because uh, I don't want this to be too heavy, but I do want it to be beneficial, is um, a good friend of mine who makes a killing in e-commerce now but is a former school teacher uh, made the statement that he believes that um, in the future— Homeschool for everybody will be a thing. Do you believe that'll ever happen, uh, Corey? I can see it happening. I just don't see it happening within the next, I'm going to say, five years. I can see it gradually being a thing. Would you think in your lifetime? Oh, yeah. Positive? I can definitely see it in my lifetime. Yeah. All right. Um, I believe that the politics... And this is my answer for a lot of things that I feel like should happen but won't happen. I feel like the politics won't allow it to happen, mm -hmm. um, meaning that uh, while it may make sense on paper and in application, I think that the number of jobs that would be lost, the cost to revise the system, um, and all the residual effects of it will make it bad news for the, the city councilman, the mayor, the governor, people that want to keep their job long term. So I feel like that is going to be, in anytime major change happens, the biggest thing is going to be the politics of it. Um, for example, well, the reason why, before we even go deeper, the reason why he feels his way, um, and he's a, a, a former school teacher, his mom is retiring this year after over 30 years of service in the public school system as well, um, he was saying that disciplinary problems have gotten worse 
over the past three decades. And it's slowly getting to the point where this is becoming more and more of a conversation that these kids are so bad, right, that, uh, deal with them. yeah, they're not going to listen to the to the teachers. Right. The teachers, you know, can write them up and, and send them home anyway. Right. But that's the recourse, right? You know what I mean? In most schools, um, and you could tell me if um, if it's different in your area, Corey, um, uh, paddling is is oh, is dead. Yeah. yeah, like that's not even an option. Right. Now, when I was in school, it was an option, it, but your parents had to sign the paper saying it was okay. Um, form, before that, my mom was saying that it wasn't even an option. Like, yo, if you was bad, oh, the yeah. principal could do it. You ain't had to sign no paper. It just yeah. it was what it was. Yeah, 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 right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so that just shows you the difference between my parents' generation and my generation, right? right? And now- my kids' generation is not even an option. Like that, no. And, and 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 for the listener, I'm not saying that physical discipline is the only discipline that works. Yes, you could talk to them and deal with them, but um, man, something about pain make you change, or at least make you think about it. <laughs> no, that makes, you know, that's, that's you just off in the head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. punishment worse than pain. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and, and to be honest, like I wasn't a bad kid, but. Going home for three days wasn't a punishment for me. If my mama got to go to work, for me that would have been my, my yeah. My sisters and, and, and ain't nobody at the house but me. Man, I could eat up all the snacks. I could watch all the TV. I, I ain't had no video game system. We ain't had the money for it, but I could watch cartoons all day. I could eat up all the snacks. Uh, I can't talk on the phone because all my friends at school. But man, I shoot, it would have been like a home alone. That would have been a death sentence. <laughs> If if you would have been suspended for three days, well, your parents were school teachers. Yeah, so that wasn't work. <laughs> but you would have been home by yourself. I mean, no, I they probably would have took you know they probably got hold of you, yeah, as the old people say at first. But those three days after they got hold of you, them three days you home by yourself. That was not gonna happen. That would have been a death sentence. You don't know my dad. That would have been a death sentence. That's what I'm saying. He probably would have got hold to you. No. But no. But that, that's not gonna change the principal mind. No. I didn't know what it got there for. I ain't this dumb. Oh, oh, you saying you would have never even Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never got suspended either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got kicked out the house, but I ain't never got suspended from school. <laughs> I was an outside of school bad kid. Like in school I was pretty good. Uh so um yeah, like he really believes that that eventually it'll come to that because um that the kids don't want to listen and they feel like hey you know uh, you can have uh, my my kids are private school homeschool kids right. so they they see their teacher virtually so I and it makes sense for for me and my situation um how however go ahead what you about yeah for everybody it's not gonna work for everybody yeah that's, I don't that's I don't, I don't understand if your mama works at the plant. Or wherever, and, and you and she has small kids. Yeah, who gonna be there? Maybe they, I mean. And what if we don't have Wi Fi? Maybe they. I don't know. And, and they did say during COVID, um, there were trucks going around that, the um, border. within a certain area, and and it provided a hot spot for so many miles. Right. Radius. Um. I don't know, man. I I would like to see how it's gonna work. I'm not against it. I don't, I just don't think it's gonna work for everybody. Well, I know it's not gonna work for everybody. I think it's gonna cause the kids more. Certain kids are gonna get in more trouble at that point, but that's just my, you know, way of thinking. Yeah, be wrong. Yeah, I, I guess the logic is is that if you ain't gonna listen to us, 
uh, at least you home, maybe your parents is there or somebody there, but right. but not everybody's financial situation is set up that way. Right. Right? If your parents are a truck driver and they got to be over the road. Whatever the case might be. If they yeah. got to leave and go to work. Yeah. 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 It's going to, you know, I don't know how that's going to work. It's going to be kind of, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But but the reason why I think it's relevant, uh, relevant <laughs> South Carolina education coming through, all right, uh, to this conversation is that, um, these kind of things are being discussed. Now, maybe it won't happen, maybe it will. I would much rather us be aware of these things going on in the world. And if it does happen, this is how we can ha uh, be ready for it. If it doesn't happen, fine, right? And I, and I lean on a logic that my uncle taught me years ago. Um, before I was you know, in the church, I was raised in the church, but I ain't going to lie. Like Once I graduated, I, I took a break. Um, and uh, my uncle, we was talking one time. And um, I was saying, you know, I thought this was profound, right? I said, because uh, Unc would always invite me to come to church. Man, what if we wrong? You know, I ain't saying we wrong, but what if we wrong? What if we ain't even the right religion? What if it ain't no God? What if it, all this, it, it was foolishness. Right, right. Like, I'll admit it. But this is how deep Unc was. Unc said, I'd rather live life like there was a God right. and then die and find out I was wrong because I didn't lose anything. <laughs> Then, then to live life like there there was no God, and then you die and find out you yeah. was wrong. You lost hot. everything. The block is hot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, that that's a profound logic, and why I believe what I believe spiritually, but just in other areas in life, because lots of times, you know, a truth is a truth. I can apply that to to business, to finances. I'd rather be prepared to what if the economy crashes and it never crashes than to never think that it could crash and then it crashes, right? right. Um, and, and the same thing for you with your finances as well. Uh, you don't necessarily got to quit your job to make more money and be in a better financial space. Uh, I'm not anti-job. I'm pro-happiness. Um, so if you love what you do um, and you're going to do it till you die, uh, then amen, you won the game. I believe that everybody should have more than one stream of income. Even if you're an entrepreneur and your sole income is just your, your single business, I think that you should either figure out how to make multiple streams of income out of that single skill set, all right? So maybe you're a wholesaler and you could flip houses, but even if you can't flip houses, you're really great at marketing to find wholesale leads. So you create an income stream where you sell leads to other people as well. So even when you're not flipping houses per se yourself, you're making money off of the lead generation aspect of it for people that are not as good as you at lead generation, right? And marketing is pretty much all I do. So, um, that's always an income stream, right? So being proactive, not reactive, is why I think that we also should be aware of what conversations go on because uh, what you don't know can hurt you, right? Um, something else that uh, a lot of people are talking about right now is um, they're saying that it is almost a 0% chance that this will go through, but I think it's dope. It's called the Fair Tax Act. It eliminates the tax code replaces the income tax with a sales tax and abolishes the Internal Revenue Service. If enacted, this will invigorate the American taxpayer and help more Americans achieve the American dream. This was introduced by Republican Jeff Duncan. All right. Um, first and foremost, do you think that there's any chance personally, Corey, um, that the IRS will be abolished and the Fair Tax Act goes through? Be nice, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't see it. No chance. Happening, but 
I don't see any chance of it happening. It sounds real good, you know, but I don't see it happening. Yeah. Um, it would be super dope, especially would, as entrepreneurs. It's really nice. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring in the newly minted chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee, Republican representative from Tennessee, Mark Green. Uh, you know, Congressman, it's great to have you on here. You kind of just heard what Senate Finance Chair Ron Wyden just said, and he said it really basically is nothing more than a giveaway to the rich. Your thoughts? Yeah, that's insane. When you think about all the costs it takes for the audits for those businesses, and we're talking 87,000 agents doing multiple audits, add that to the price of goods. What's that going to do to inflation in, in the economy, which is already at historic levels? So they don't think about the downstream secondary and tertiary effects of their stupid policies. 87,000 IRS agents, we need 87,000 more CBP guys, Customs and Border Patrol folks, you know, helping us with the migration crisis at the southern border. We, we don't need to disrupt our economy with 87,000 people picking through small businesses' pocketbooks. Yeah, and it's amazing to me when you heard on <clears throat> on tape tonight, excuse me, sir, when you heard the president say to the, the congregation in Mexico that 100,000 Americans have died from the fentanyl crisis, 100,000, and yet there's yeah. no request to put more forces on the border, more people down there to keep these drugs out. I, I want to know what you think about in the same subject. What do you think about some Republicans considering cutting the military budget? Yeah, to my knowledge, none of these new rules actually cut the military budget. And we looked at it very... All right, I'm going to pause it there, but that's just, you know, um, lots of times we live in a bubble, meaning that I'm so concerned with making my money, paying my bills, taking care of my responsibilities, that I don't worry about what happens. Mm -hmm. But um, what you don't know can hurt you. We In last episode, we talked about gentrification. And I said in that episode that gentrification happens slowly. All right. Um, and we were talking about Baltimore in 2010 in East Baltimore. Average home was 60,000. 2020 in that same area, East Baltimore, average home over two hundred thousand dollars. That's a decade. Right. All right. You had 10 years and houses don't go from 60,000 to 200,000. It wasn't like in 2019, they were still 60,000. Right. And in 2020, they went to 200. So that house that was 60 was 80. 90, 100, 120, 150 now, you know, made his way to over 200, all right? So you've seen new people move in. If you were renting, you saw the rent increase. If you were a property owner, you saw the property taxes increase, right? You might have seen the, the law enforcement presence change, all right? Maybe the kind of mail that you receive, all right? That's a dead giveaway. Believe it or not, um, the junk mail that you get when you get in a better community is not the same junk mail you get in the hood. Right. All right. So, so, and, and I mean, if you've never experienced both, you don't know. But uh, the junk mail we used to get in the hood was all the coupons for Hardee's, like all the biscuits, <laughs> buy one get one free. Like that's the kind of junk to, mail we. Yeah. Yo, buy your home. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we never got life insurance junk mail that that I remember. Right, right. I get life insurance junk mail. Well, they target they target based on certain, you know. Yeah. Criteria, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a pet insurance junk mail right. before. Right. I don't even know what this company was. I didn't even know you can get insurance on your oh, pets. Yeah. You can definitely get insurance on pets. <laughs> now, 
In the hood, people got a whole bunch of pit bulls and rock rollers and dogs that look like pits, but they call them pits, but they really ain't nothing because ain't no paperwork. Right. None of them get junk mail for pet insurance. Right, right. Yeah, you know. I mean, you and they be trying to breed and sell them puppies for a living. Ain't no insurance. They don't need nobody insurance. Like so, so believe it or not. Well, the point I'm saying is that that now you can be oblivious to it, but the writing is there. Whether you choose to read it or not, it's there. Mm-hmm. All right. The the junk mail. If nothing else, if you pay rent, your rent increase. If you own the home, property taxes increase. Right. The the law enforcement presence may change. All right. If it's an area that they don't really care about, mm, police might be outside it. They might ride through it. When they really trying to change it, oh, man, let you switch lanes with no signal light. Pull your over ticket, no warning. Right, right. Warning? Nah. Yeah. We trying to get you out of here. Roll through a stop sign. Max. (laughs) Max. I rolled through a gentrified area one time. They was giving out $400 seatbelt tickets. Yeah. $400 seatbelt tickets. Where I live, everything is $200 and up. I don't care what you do. Seatbelt. Now, whatever you do, it's going to be at least 200 That's the very least, and everything else is way higher than that. So, yeah. yeah. Now, once they get it to where they want, like, are they going to give the doctors, the lawyers, the judges them tickets? Nah. They probably give them a warning. Hey, I, judge, put I, your seatbelt on. I'll be honest. But, in my area, I don't know about the judge, but in my area, man, they don't care. Everybody yeah. getting one down there. And I'm going to be honest, most people don't. You just don't see that type of stuff go on down there. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they cut that out. Yeah. Yeah, man. So they'll, they'll get you out of there. You get yourself out of there. <laughs> <laughs> keep dig- digging in your pocket, you're going to have to do something. <laughs> yeah. So so you always, you, you need to have a way that can make money that's not tied to your time because um, none of us on an individual level have the, the power to singularly control inflation, gentrification. Now, you could choose whether you participate in it or not. That's right. But you could say, well, I own my home. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to never leave. If I buy every house around you and double the value through the renovations and the people that I bring in there, and now property taxes go up and you can't afford to pay your property taxes, guess what? I personally don't don't ever have to tell you to move. Uh, let, me, let me pause that, right? So going back to the point, again, boom. All right. So, point that I was making here, I had to make sure that don't play no more. And we ain't going to edit none of that out. We're going to leave it in there. <laughs> All right? If, if I buy up every house in your community except yours, you say, I don't care how much money you offer me. This is my home. I'm not leaving. Right? And I renovate them. And then I bring in a different class of people. And now property taxes go up. Right? Maybe I buy the corner store and change that. Right? It's no longer the corner liquor store. Now, you know what this is? This is a doggy daycare. All right, I done took all that junk out, cleaned it out. Now people drop off their dog when they go on vacation to the Bahamas. All right, so now I done raised the property values, even though your utility bill will be what it is. All right, this is what's crazy too. I don't know if you you've ever known anybody to deal with this, Corey. Um, the area that I that I live in, and the area where this media house is, where I'm recording this is, is the same area. The area where my Airbnb is is more of a middle class neighborhood, not a bad neighborhood, but not the best neighborhood. The internet costs more at my Airbnb than where I live, right? Than the three story house that I live in, mm-hmm. than this one, you know, ranch style home that we're in now right. that we do the media in, right? When I ask them why, because I'm like, I own all three of the properties. I can't tell you. <laughs> 
they said that, you know, they have regions. Mm-hmm. And how they draw the region lines in the city, they can offer discounts in this area that's not allowed over here. Now, granted, I'm talking to a customer support person. Do they have the power to draw those lines? No. Nah. All right. These are business decisions. It's, it's the same way in uh, pest control. They, they got certain areas. They charge this amount. Uh, houses way larger. They charge them way less. You'll be surprised. You'll yep. be surprised. And... This is my theory, right? They wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't confirm it, but they also wouldn't deny it. All right, um, I think that if you target a certain demographic of people or a certain houses cost this area this much in this area, these people make a certain amount of money, and if these people are most likely to pay you on time and pay for forever. All right, I think that in the hood there is usually a lot of turnover. So you'll stay somewhere for a year, then you'll stay somewhere else for a year, then you'll stay somewhere else for a year, and then you'll stay somewhere else for a year. And if you stay three to five years somewhere, that's a long time. Whereas in this area, where it's not a lot of renters, it's mostly homeowners, um, these people are more stable. These people keep their houses longer. So if you give them a rate, like for example, it costs like around $45 a month for high-speed internet here. Here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It costs... um, Around the same thing at my three store house, it costs like seventy five bucks at the Airbnb. I don't understand that. <laughs> I, I don't get that at all. It's a fifteen minute drive. The same speed, same company. Same exact speed, same exact company. Forty five dollars here, around fifty dollars there, um, seventy five dollars for a house that. And you got three properties. You thought they would have been trying to make some type of deal with you, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Now, granted, um. To tell people, right? And I tell people all the time, um, this is something that I learned years ago, but for the benefit of anybody that have never heard it, I don't pay my bills with earned income, right? So, for example, the bills get paid every month, but the amount of money that I have stays the same. I always ask myself, what asset can I create uh, to pay for that, right? So, um, last year I dropped a book that teaches people how to buy real estate for a thousand dollars or less or get paid just for trying. Um, I wanted to do a conference. I am going to do a conference. That book made enough money to pay for the conference and made enough money to pay for the movie that I'm trying to film, right? The media that I create in this house. So I will go out and buy a microphone today, right? Because that microphone is going to make me money. All right. And then that microphone is going to make more than enough money to pay the the light bill, the water bill, the Internet, the insurance. Right. Everything for this property. Right. So um, I think that you should pay your bills with your passive income. All right. This this podcast, my YouTube channel, my Instagram, as long as people tune into it, it, it yields some CPM or RPM. Right. For those that, that know, you know. Right. So i rather invest my hard-earned money into something that's going to make me money for forever, not into a spectrum bill that next month I got to pay them again, right? right? Or a water bill, next month I got to pay the water bill again, right? So me paying the water bill with my earned income doesn't give me an asset that'll pay the water bill every single month. Me taking my hard-earned money and buying podcast equipment and consistently podcasting creates me an asset that pays the water bill for the rest of my life. Light bill, internet bill, so on and so forth. Me writing that book, me creating that YouTube video, me investing in an Airbnb. My Airbnb alone makes enough money to pay the utilities at the Airbnb, at my primary residence, and pays all the property taxes for all three properties. 
just off of one Airbnb. That's how crazy it is, right? Um, had a meeting this week. I already told you guys about Guinness World Records, but to go back to that point, because I didn't finish that thought for those of you that, that picked up on it, um, the youngest kid, the youngest millionaire, um, I think is either two weeks old or seven weeks old. His grandfather was a billionaire. His grandfather wired him the money just so he could be the youngest millionaire, right? So in order for you to be the youngest millionaire of all time, you have to be less than two weeks old or seven weeks old. It's one of those two, right? But definitely you have to be less than two months old. Right. How can you compete? <laughs> you gotta become a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and the reason why that's relevant is because uh, we have to understand that our journey is going to be different. It's always going to be somebody with more money than you. Yeah. It's always going to be somebody with less money than you. Yeah. Right? It's always going to be somebody smarter than you. Um, it's always going to be people that you're smarter than, right? So so I think that the most beneficial place to be is be in competition with yourself. Ask yourself, what can I do to be better than I was this time last year or this time yesterday, right? And, and continuously improve and not say, you know, well, Corey got a work truck and a personal car and my pest control service, all I got is a, a work truck and I got to use my work truck as my personal car. And now I'm so worried about what Corey is doing when I should be worried about how can I best serve the customer. And that's really going to get me into a space where I can buy uh, two work trucks and have three cars in the garage. That's my personal cars, right? So we focus on the wrong things, right? You focus on the wrong things, all right? All the time. Yep. Corey, man, what... um. Give me an example of somebody recently. Uh, what did somebody recently tell you as to um, a financial hardship they had? You don't got to give the specifics. It don't got to be nothing big. It could be they can't afford the new Jordans. Man, that's to me, that's just... <laughs> I don't even talk to people that... I, mean, I, take that back. I know people that think like that, but I don't, I don't deal with them enough to the point where they would... Ask me for some money for some Jordans because I mean, yeah. they know how I feel about stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think, man. Uh, I would have to say it wasn't so much me, it was somebody else. But yeah, yeah. one of my friends, uh, rent had some rent need to be paid. You know, all right. And, and that's a real thing that I think a lot of people can can understand. This is what's crazy. And me and Corey had this conversation offline. Um. I never had a mortgage, Lord willing, I never will. Um, I thought that if you didn't pay your mortgage, you had like a year that they'll work with you. Meaning, cause I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking you got a, a 30 year note. Of course, now some people get shorter notes, but uh, you know, the people that I know that's older that bought their house, they all got 30 year notes. So I'm like, okay, I met the qualifications at some point in time, and this is a 30 year deal. Um, so if I mess up one year, I still got 29 years of, of good business. So you would give me one no. bad year. Corey had to educate me. It's like three to six months. You out of there. Yep. But, but, but what if I, what if it's my 30th year? That's what my mindset goes to. I paid on time for 29 years. It's like, what if? If was a fifth, we'd be all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. You guys. But, but, but honestly, though, if you think about it. By the time you three months behind, four months, five months behind, six, 
Man, it just depends on what you're doing to make money. Because more than likely, you're making good money, you won't fall that far behind anyway. But you got to think, it ain't no catching up, man. <laughs> I saw I saw people that during uh, 2008, I was working uh, for AT&T. And I was in sales. And I, I remember dealing with people that had like large companies. And um, something I saw other groups of people doing that we didn't do, they knew that they weren't going to be able to come back from whatever it was. So they just went ahead and just rolled it out for that amount of time. They didn't pay at all. They didn't even try to pay. And they would stack their money up. Whereas I saw some people came in. Um, those are the financially literate people. Yeah, I hate to say it. And uh, they rolled out. But those same people, like two, three years later, they were back good, you know. Yep. And then I saw some people that they ended up going through divorce. They were like, well, we ain't paid it yet. We don't have it. And they were buying, I think at the time, the most expensive iPhone may have been 800 and they would just get three of them. And, and, and you know, I had a husband try to get me to talk the wife out of doing it. And she was like, well, yeah, but blah, blah, blah. And about eight months later, I saw that same guy, man. They had gotten, they was in the process of getting divorced and everything. So, um, yeah, it happens faster than what we, we think, you know. Mm. Yeah, they not going to forgive you like that. It just doesn't work like that, you know. Yeah, man. Um, I appreciate you all tuning in. There's other things that we definitely are going to talk about. Um, in the future. So if you enjoy these sorts of conversations and want to go deeper and be a part of a community that is solely focused on teaching you ways that you can stop working and put your money to work for you so you can live the life of your dreams and fulfill your God-given purpose, uh, be sure to like this podcast, share it with a friend. Um, if there is an option to subscribe and know what podcast streaming platform you're on, be sure to follow us and tune in to the next episode. Uh, I'm JT. I'm here with Corey. Corey, tell the people how they can keep in touch with you. All right. As I said on the last uh, video, a day in the life of Corey, and I hadn't been, I hadn't been uh, active on it. but That's on YouTube. YouTube, uh, Instagram as well as Facebook. So probably no, not so much on Facebook, but I'm about, I'm about to get back into it. So I'm about to get back into the blog. And I actually got blogs. I just hadn't put them out, and I got to get back into the podcast. So that's something I'm definitely about to get back into. So a day in the life of Corey, and that's C-O-R-E-Y. All right. You guys know you can tap in with me at JT Hustles. That's J-T-H-U-S-T-L-E-Z on Instagram, JT Automations on YouTube. That's J-T-A-U-T-O-M-A-T-I-O-N-S on YouTube. If you want to come network in person and learn how you can build wealth in a real way, in a practical way for people that have been doing it and the art of building wealth. Come to my conference. It is the Foundations with the S on it, the Foundations of Wealth Conference. All right, you can buy in-person tickets and come to uh, our, our next one, which will be in Charlotte, North Carolina, or you can tune in virtually and get your virtual tickets all from the Foundations with the S on it, the Foundations of Wealth Conference dot com all right so until next time man y'all stay hustling appreciate you